when you have the money, when you are yeah. working, when you when you're successful, uh, when you have a certain lifestyle, when Absolutely. you have when you have been also uh, working with different countries, cultures, been in different countries, it's not always easy. Like just okay, I just quit all that. But I I knew I would do it. Yeah, and I knew my time would come at some day to yeah. do that. Yeah, and and I waited. I waited the, the the right time. I think until I was really ready in my mind. Welcome to Beyond the Matrix with your host, Adric Suber. Have you ever wondered if this is all there is in life? What lies beyond what we were made to believe? In this podcast, we're going to uncover real human stories of those who have taken courage to go off the beaten path and live in full authenticity. We're going to challenge what you believe is possible, fuel your spirit with courage and heart with warmth to fully live your truth. So buckle up and get ready for the ride Beyond Beyond the Matrix. Matrix. Welcome back to Beyond the Matrix. Today with us, we have another remarkable guest. TED Talk speaker, a social enterprise entrepreneur, and originally from Netherlands, he had years and decades of experience managing an international company in China, in EMEA, uh, running a business with like multi-million dollar business, managing over 800 employees over nine countries. And after doing this for a while, um, he felt called to do something different and more meaningful in his life. And that's when he moved to Indonesia and started his social enterprise, Social Impact, donating and creating water filters um, for the underprivileged people and the villages in Indonesia. And till date, he has raised three over $300,000 um, and donating over 7,000 water filters all across Indonesia, creating campaigns and funds for major events like the earthquake in uh Sumba in Lombok, earthquake in Lombok, as well as the recent COVID relief. Um, and not only that, he also speaks like six languages and also just a humble, down to earth, and also really fun guy to be around with. And it's a, just a privilege and honor to have him on, on the show today. So please join me to welcome Jerome. Thank you, Edric. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for this nice uh, introduction. Yeah, you're so welcome. I mean, you're someone who have. Who has who have accomplished a lot in your life and it just every time i meet someone like you who just has a lot of experience uh yet so humble you know the first time i met you maybe i'll share a little bit of context of how we met uh it was my birthday weekend i think two weeks ago and part of the celebration was to go to this village to um to deliver some food packages i partner with uh feed bali and then my friend diana told me that oh there's this guy who is doing these amazing things and he has been donating water filters everywhere and it's so sustainable because you know it's not like just a one-off type of donation but it's something that people can use all the time and i'm like oh i gotta meet this guy and you came on board like spontaneously join us on the trip and you donated a couple of water filters as well give like a tutorial on how to do it and it just and then you join us to like dance with the kids and it's just like some, there's something special about you where um, I grew up thinking like people who have accumulated certain uh, uh, level of experiences, mm-hmm. they become jaded about life. They mm-hmm. become uh, arrogant. They don't want to do the things that uh, what you did, you know, like just dancing with the kids and doing the dirty work, going to villages. So I'm kind of curious. Um, what what inspired Jerome to be Jerome today? Well, yeah, thank you for <laughs> all that. Um, well, uh, basically, um, you know, it's just because I didn't feel very happy in the situation I was. Uh, that's about like yeah, 10, 12 years ago when I was still in corporate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just felt uh, I had a great life until then, I had a good education, lived in different countries, uh, lived in China seven years when it was just booming. But I felt that's not the way I want to live. There's something missing. And mm. I think that was the maybe, yeah, the, the, the giving back because when you're in a corporate setting, uh, well, you, you work for your shareholders. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in the end of the day, even if you do a good job, it's rewarding. You have a, yeah, maybe a, a good car, a nice house if you're an expat, uh, what, I, what I had in China. Uh, you learn a lot, but then, okay, there's something still missing. And then mm. I decided, I thought I, I need to do something different. Mm. And that is what uh, prompted me to look at social entrepreneurship. 
and also at that time I was back in Europe after because that's where I'm from uh, I grew up in France uh, and I was back there and I was just like missing Asia because mm. previously I'd been living and working seven years in China and I thought I want to go back there so these are two things I wanted to, to go back to that part of the world which I felt more uh, was better suited me to live and mm. then also uh, basically doing something more useful yeah, and put actually the skills I learned in, in corporate and uh, in terms of managing teams and people mm-hmm. uh, and performance more to a, let's say a, a course and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how I decided to to move and uh, to move back to Asia and to look at some uh, opportunities and when I found water filtration as a and water as a big issue in the world and decided to focus on uh, on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to go deeper into that process or transition period mm-hmm. where you know you've at that time you've worked in a corporate for like a couple like two decades yeah. almost yeah, yeah, yeah. and you oh, climb yeah. the corporate ladder you become the vp and you manage yeah. a huge team of like hundreds of people and you know i've worked in a corporate too as well mm-hmm. and i've seen those at people at that level they like i mentioned you know like when you build yourself up to like a certain place you have that ego like mm-hmm you know your quality you know what you're worth and you have all these people reporting to you and for you to be willing to let all of that go and to humble yourself down and create something new and give back to the community i felt it's not something very common for a lot of people at your level to go through so i'm wondering if there's something in your life before that shaped your values that you have today to be able to get to that level of humility and curiosity and to want to and send all of this, all the ego, and and really serve something bigger than yourself. Um, yes, yeah, very good question. Actually, um, when I was much younger, I mean, from very young age, I uh, I was actually not even two years old. I changed countries. I was in Europe, but I father mm. is Dutch, mom is Belgian, but my father got a job in France, so I moved to another country, and uh, I had to learn a language at uh, kindergarten, basically French, mm. because I was I learned Dutch first. Yeah, and from that time I was always been a little bit maybe different, you know. For me, mm-hmm. it was like in that sense. Uh, for six months in the beginning, I, I still remember that I was very young, but I couldn't speak to my my classmates. I was a young, young kid, you know. Yeah. So it, it just like you these things uh, really mark you. And then I had well, not like to to fight, but I had to look, you know, like oh yeah, first uh, get that hurdle yeah. to be able to com- even just to communicate. Yeah. And um, so I think maybe that's also. Uh, humility that you learn uh, from 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 these times, mm. and also um, I, I remember also when I was uh, with older, like in my twenties, uh, just early twenties, twenty twenty one. I was in business school, and I met a few friends which were a bit like me. They wanted to do maybe help something, and we created a like kind of a society, uh, a little association to to help people in Romania at that time because it was just after the. Uh, Iron Curtain fell in Eastern Europe, and mm. uh, we went. So we 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 raised funds, and we worked for one year, raised funds for a, a truck, for goods, for for stuff to to bring to Romania. That was our project. Mm. And um, I think that's yeah, that's that's maybe what's in me. You know, it's something like not about just making money, and uh, you know, mm. like just having the nice. Um, uh, things in in life because yeah. I, I've had that and I'm very grateful. Yeah. But because even today, thanks to that, I I'm I can't, I'm very happy not to have too much financial pressure because mm. of my my <laughs> couple of years earlier. Yeah. Uh, which which actually makes me more free and I can right. decide you know yeah uh, where to put my efforts and uh, and unfortunately a lot of people are not in that um, position and mm. I mean I'm very very grateful on that. Yeah. I'm very um, how to say aware of, yeah. of, this, of this privilege yes so that's why i think it's just my duty you know like kind of mm. to give back you know so uh because i didn't feel fulfilled that at that time something was missing it was always hard to say what yeah and, and, until uh i found like i said no i want to give back to people that's mm. that was the thing there was always something there you know like in, inside me Mm. And I'm I'm also happy that I made the, the move because that's the most difficult thing. You want to touch on that probably a bit later, but you know when you have the money, when you are yeah. working, when you when you're successful, uh, when you have a certain lifestyle, when Absolutely. you have when you have been also uh, working with different countries, cultures, been in different countries, it's not always easy. Like just okay, I just quit all that. But I I knew I would do it, and also some people helped me. I had mm-hmm. also examples. 
of friends who did it just before me. Yeah. And uh, I knew my time would come at some day to <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and I waited. I waited the, the, the right time, I think, until I was really ready in my mind. Mm, yeah. yeah, I want to get into, into that a little bit, but just want to comment on how um, the grass always looks greener on the other side. Like you say, now that you're free from all this financial pressure of like mm -hmm. the status and like all these responsibilities to make like multi-millions of, of, of revenue, mm -hmm. like you, you experience this newfound freedom to pursue your dream, to do what you find meaningful. And from people who 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 hasn't gotten to your position and a lot of people in the corporate world, they, they want to climb this ladder. They want to get to a certain position thinking that when they get there, they will feel fulfilled. They will feel uh, abundant uh, on, on somehow on the inside. But what I've learned is like abundance is not uh, a destination. It's, it's, it's the process in a state of mind. Like you could feel, you could, it could be a billionaire, but feel depressed and unfulfilled and void on the inside. Yeah. And it's, and while you could see the people here, although they don't have much, a lot of them are actually much happier than people in in the Western world that, that is just so distracted, not present, uh, not connected to the community. So your story just shows how um, what people see on the outside or what people aspire to get to, it just doesn't always look like what they think it, it actually is. Now that you're on the other side, you could, it, it could experience both uh the the contrast between two different um places yes. in your life yeah and also uh you're right because uh i decided also to move to indonesia uh, because um i want to be in asia back in mm. asia and um because i like the warmth of the people here i experienced it before in my corporate life uh traveling in the region mm. and that that's also uh that's the important thing you know like uh you know people just smile here every day and the mm. people who have almost nothing you know they're on a little motorbike and they say hello to the neighbor hey <laughs> you know it's like uh, it's not even a hello it's it's more than a smile and a hello yeah. and it's like and they, they communicate so they haven't lost that and uh this is what i'm very happy i, I made that that move mm. and uh for sure we live in a, in a beautiful place you have a it's not all is easy you have you know you have to create a company i've been through a lot of processes here to get you know to get legal to, to create mm -hmm. a company to uh to do what you want to do yeah uh but it's all a matter of determination of you know where you want to go so I, I i knew i had kind of that vision that i wanted to help the people here and i, I found a, i just researched i found a fantastic product the reason i'm here is also because this product is manufactured here the, the water mm -hmm. filter so yeah it, it all kind of fell into place but it took a bit of time and oh yeah and, and <laughs> research and and also uh let's say uh like yeah courage just to quit it because the the first year when i was in transition actually I was in singapore wow, okay. i think it's a place that you know so yeah. um uh and for in my transition phase i was like what i'm gonna do so i was doing research but uh, you're very destabilized because first time in your life i don't get a paycheck i was in a city which was quite expensive and but i went mm -hmm. to network so that's my choice i knew it would not be for for very long but you, you still, you think like, hmm, did I do the right choice? It's very strange. I feel a little bit strange, even if you, I, I feel different. I feel like, is it really the right thing? But then, mm. you know, you feel uh, deep inside it is, and you just need to go through that mm. process and these new difficulties just to get your, yeah, your, basically your act together and find your, 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 your new, your new um, project. Yeah, I could resonate so much with that because I just quit my job this year <laughs> but it's still very fresh in my mind Fantastic. you know that stress and pressure and like self-doubt like uh I mean I quit my job uh end of January this year I used to work for Google and like months leading to that there's just so much anxiety <laughs> like I knew that if I just really trust and follow my heart this will be the right move for me yeah. I love what I'm doing now I felt this really uh, fires the the purpose and passion in me really yeah. serving uh humanity but still like you have that inner chat and inner voice that kept questioning oh like the, during especially during covid like oh, are yes. you ungrateful brat people are unemployed you want to yeah. quit your job and what if uh, you don't get paycheck anymore like how will we be able to sustain yourselves even though like technically and logically if i look at living expense in indonesia and like my saving like i shouldn't have any fear but it's still like i think the living a certain lifestyle or living or transitioning to something completely new and without much stability it creates some sort of fear and anxiety in you and i wanted to kind of dive deeper into your process in that transition period 
internally, what was your process and preparation leading to that and how eventually you made the jump? Yeah. So um, I mentioned before, actually, I was kind of waiting for the right time in a way. It's never like, maybe there's not the right time, but you need to be kind of really ready and say, no, mm. that's enough. And uh, yeah, I got a, I, I got one or two events in my corporate uh, career at the end, let's say, when I was still in corporate, that just pushed me a bit, you know, like, so that helped uh, to basically say, no, that's now I'm really leaving, you know, mm -hmm. I want to do something different and also want to create my own thing. My, my father's an entrepreneur. He, he, he moved to, from, as I mentioned, from Holland to France and he had, he was first, first working for someone, but after three years, he created his own company. Mm -hmm. so it's always been in the blood of the, of the family also, but like, I, I didn't make that move. Uh, mm. like train my own business um so um that was also what drove me in a way to to say i need to do something for me because i want to get mm. i want to 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 see what because maybe i was good in corporate maybe i was a, a good executive or whatever you can call it but it, then it's a total different thing mm. to work for yourself oh, because yeah. you're in a time well yeah, i think you <laughs> yeah you just experience it right now in your first year but uh it's because there's no office anymore there's no schedule anymore yeah you have to be a real architect of your day yeah there are days which are uh better than others but like in, at least in corporate you're like you have to go to office <laughs> yeah yeah you don't know it's a structure you can just follow a, you know yeah. there's a routine uh, there's a routine and uh, you need some time also to build that routine when you when you have your own, own business you know mm. uh you're right uh you you, you that self-doubt will is there at the beginning it, it's a normal thing it's a process and i was uh also like um kind of confident i i would you know i would maybe not succeed but at least i would make a way you know mm. uh, and that was always that that inner belief you need to have it mm. that that has to be a like um how can i say that uh like really a pillar that you, you need to have yeah it's very important uh, yeah. and and everybody it's hard to have maybe but yeah. or some people can't find it immediately but this is more about self-worth and say okay i've done stuff yes. you know yes i can i can um uh i can make it it will it will work i mean yeah. i will be successful uh things like that but you need really to convince yourself first because you're the only person who can do it mm. there's such an important quality that you highlight which is that self-confidence or yeah. even just trusting that yeah. eventually whatever circumstances they get thrown into whatever challenges and hurdle like you will be able to get through them like eventually find solutions yes you'll you'll make your way through whatever problems that life throw at you uh, especially here in indonesia because i mean i've seen uh, because i work in the development sector anyway you know i help a lot of people who are like uh, not earning a lot of money and i'm hel helping them today with covid like uh giving them water filters uh, that I for free that I fundraise for mm. um, so they can at least not have to buy water and save money on that part and 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 really buy other things because it's it's really hard right now mm. but I always admire here in this country that resilience of the people in general yeah and COVID has shown uh, especially in island like Bali where so many people are out of a job now because it's so dependent on tourism yeah uh, how people how resilient people are yeah, there are, sure, there are issues. There's a lot of mental health issues now. A lot of people, fortunately, have been suicide, things like that. But that's 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 because of the situation, the world we live in now, and it's yeah. it's terrible. But then uh, most other people they live really with very little money, mm. and they are just not complaining. You know, like yeah. they would do in other parts of the world. Um, they are just accepting in a way their fate, but they are um, also um, like really working. To, to, to be able to keep that resilience and really like, you know, saving, work, uh, accepting to live with little. Um, and yeah, so that is, uh, I'm very, very inspired by, let's say, the people around me here and the, let's say, the, the Indonesians in general. Yeah. So for me, I feel like uh, I really need to, I, I still learn from them. Yeah. But I really, I really, whatever I can give back, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very hap uh, happy because I know mm. uh, just, uh, buying water today is is a luxury, mm. and, it, and and we shouldn't buy water. It should be a human right, and yeah. that's also what I'm uh, fighting for. You know, so uh, with uh, my filter, people can just take water from the tap and filter it and drink it. So mm. that's that's the magic of the product, you know. But so many people are not used to that system here. It's not the mainstream thing. So there's a mm. lot of education to do about it, and that's also why I love it because uh, it, it, you you just don't. 
always saying the water filter is just um, a vehicle, you know, to mm -hmm. start conversations. Mm -hmm. And basically to, to start about uh, talk about hygiene, about like washing your hands, about uh, why it's important to, um, to drink clean water, what, what's important in your health, uh, why uh, to, to fight ideas like, oh, but uh, uh, if I use water with a lot of calcium, I'm going to have uh, kidney stones mm -hmm. because this is what most of the people think. And it's absolutely not true. It's the opposite because it's because your your body is too acidic and it's just a technical thing. But like I get these things there, you know, like these questions and there are wrong perceptions that I'm very happy when to break. And then we have scientific evidence of it. Mm. For sure. I mean, I, I send the, the, the scientific evidence, which is out uh, done from labs and stuff. So this is the important thing yeah, just to bring some added value like um uh you know on 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 people's life just a bit of uh new knowledge yeah and uh very humbly yeah but that's important uh t totally like when you mention when i learned that you're doing a uh, water filter like i think for a lot of people it could be easily from the surface it looks like oh you're, you're helping people like filter water and like help get clean water which is super important because there's so many people today still don't have access to clean water mm -hmm. and because a couple of years ago i kind of studied charity water and that really inspired me to just see what how what how what else that is happening in the world that is causing so much suffering and pain and like access to water which is something that we all take for granted is something that a lot of people still don't have like yeah. i remember the stories of people in africa who like the girls were made to like carry this uh, the the water the bucket, yeah. the, the bucket and walk like for hours to go mm -hmm. to somewhere to collect the water and then I think a story of like one of them, um, the um, the Jerry and fell by accident, and that the, the amount an amount of shame that she carried caused her to commit suicide just because she didn't want to walk home empty-handed. Yeah. So back to my point of like how it's easy to see like how what you're doing oh it's just helping people get access to clean water, which is first is like a huge thing for health, but also it helps alleviate so many other uh, areas of suffering, which was inequality women don't have to yeah. like go collect water and like uh poverty uh once you have good health then you could start going to school i mean i just want to put in more perspectives into the the impact that you're touching mm -hmm. beyond the yeah. health so maybe maybe you you definitely could speak better to like what is the 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 white net of like impact that you're touching just by providing sure. clean water uh, to the underprivileged yeah so we are um like you know like um there are like more than you know you have the sustainable development goals from the un there are 17 and uh, clean water and sanitation for all is number six mm. and that's the main one i'm impacting but i've just counted once out of 17 and i i impact uh 11 of them so mm. very, uh, like for instance no poverty uh also uh, gender inequality uh life below water like mm. on land which is linked to pollution um so the reason i all started was one thing which was really like uh stuck me struck me is and that's why i went to into that field mm. because there were so many issues i didn't know what i would do i just mm. took a plane ticket to asia and uh meet my friend do a yoga retreat and then i'll see what i do next in my life you know yeah well put a simple way but it was a bit like this yeah i was about to ask like how do you go from like oh i want to do something meaningful to choosing jumping into something very specifically like water filter yeah <laughs> you know? so 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 that was in 2012 and um uh i did research so i stayed when i moved in singapore discovered the all these new things for me like uh, the co-working spaces mm. the young tech entrepreneurs and all that i was moving in that field i was a little bit older but it was very interesting you know and, and trying to to do so but then I, I did research and I, I looked at, okay, what are the issues in the world? And then suddenly I, a few things that I read about water uh, were, for instance, that uh, in the world, so the, the let's say the, the kids who die from uh, drinking unclean water from uh, like, they, they, they get diarrhea and they, mm -hmm. still, they still die because they drink unclean water, um, waterborne diseases basically, and mainly, it's mainly diarrhea. Uh, the worst place in the world are Africa number one and second in Southeast Asia. Mm. Uh, where we are here but it is for instance in uh the statistics are horrible like every two minutes a, a child will die from in, in drinking and un clean water oh, every two minutes yes then uh in this country alone it's still about 30,000 29,000 children below so it's infant mortality so below five is mainly babies one two years old who die because they, they, oh, yeah. they drink unclean water 
because the parents don't know or they just give them the, the they just don't boil it uh, they, they just give the water they have not the knowledge about it you know uh, and so these figures just struck me when I read about this uh, like in in the world it's one billion people are roughly yeah one out of seven who don't have access to clean drinking water mm. so it's a lot yeah. and then uh, um, access to proper sanitation is even more water and sanitation is 2.5 billion so like uh, meaning having a toilet having a, a way to uh, you know like a proper shower and things like that mm. so then I said wow there's something need to be done and then I thought okay how can I help them I don't want to be in um, like a pure NGO and just work on donations while well, I do quite a lot because of circumstances and disasters which I didn't know at that time but I need also to be sustainable so I sell the product so mm. I looked at what it felt below $30 I did research on this that's how it happened and then I found a few companies in the region uh, Thailand Cambodia and uh, uh, in uh, Indonesia and I thought the system that I found in Indonesia was the best I also didn't want to reinvent the wheel I had like uh, worked with factories for 20 years in my previous uh, jobs in the mm. B2B uh in ingredient fields for food for pharma for for chemicals and i said let's let, let, let's take a good technology and i found this technology here moved here and started to promote it so um so th this is the this is this is the the, the whole story how, how how it started you know like how I, I got to this it took a couple of months and then from singapore i moved to bali and decided to do it but yes mm -hmm. I, I i after now it's um seven years i'm doing this uh, I still love it because we have such a big impact also on the environment, not just on the health, mm. uh, because uh, but also on the environment because we reduce uh, CO2 emissions uh, in the sense that people boil water here to drink in the villages, yeah, uh, or on wood or on uh, gas. If it's wood, it's deforestation. People have to go far to fetch the wood. Again, often it's young girls mm. or women. Yeah. Um, so we we reduce uh, let's say co2 emissions yep. so just my impact is close just my sales or filters since seven years about nine thousand tons of co2 wow that's huge yeah that has been saved because uh people use the water filter and don't boil water or and then you have also the smoke issue in some villages uh, you know when they boil on um, on, on wood so they will just inhale the smokes because it's in, indoor often they do it in in a kitchen you know so there's also all these health issues and then yeah uh in terms of plastic bottles still environmental uh impact and the plastic bottles reduction because you know that's the thing that a lot of people buy small bottles hmm. and um basically just again some figures my impact on these um on the seven years about 53 million uh bottles of uh, plastic bottles of 600 ml which have been saved Wow. we can calculate that because people have the filter and don't then when they have the filter at home they just take a glass or we take a tumbler if they go out and like basically put the water in a in, in a tumbler and, and and bring it with them so that that's another impact um mm. yeah so 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 it has and and also uh on uh, yeah gender inequality uh because it's often in the village women who go and get the get the water have to walk miles yeah you know. so uh so 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 it has a huge impact so that's why i i, I want to continue uh, mm. doing that and um and also uh you know like there's the second part where ngos like fantastic ngos like charity water other ngos work on which is bring the access basically building uh tanks to mm. either collect rainwater or or to basically store the water and piping to houses so this is a and i'm i'm and my product comes downstream basically at the end but to just filter it because you need water in the filter to be able to use it yeah yeah so uh so so this is the this is the the the, the part where we work together uh, often with our ngos like i did just recently a project in uh, east bali mm. where in a village where um 60 uh, families have been positively impacted so one american ngo um did um sponsor the um building of a huge uh 10 meter diameter uh, reservoir to basically uh keep uh collect rainwater and also get water from the mountain down with piping and then they would be uh, linked to the houses so it has just been built and then the second part of the project uh was for each family to give a water filter now they have water in the house they can mm. pour water um from uh, their pipes from their, their, their taps let's say in the house which they didn't have before 
um, like basically in, in the filter and then and drink it. So this was, wow. a, was a great project because they are like really on the mountain on the hill. Yeah. And generally I asked it was about half an hour to get order, half an hour to go, half an hour to come back. Yeah, I love this projects that you mentioned because um, it just highlights how access to water that sounds so simple and something we can easily take for granted, especially people who live in the cities mm -hmm. who have access to all these privileges is something that could be really life-changing for certain people, like people in the mountain where they they have to like, I don't know what, walk miles to collect clean water or they have to, girls who have to sacrifice their time that they can dedicate to education and school, exactly. just providing them that easy access to water. And I think your device is pretty, pretty magical because maybe you can show it to the camera uh, oh yeah how yeah, yeah. it actually looks so, really because i, I don't think people idea. have the the visual yeah, of like perfect. what it looks like but it's actually very portable yeah so 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 that comes into two buckets yeah so maybe here we can see these are like the top bucket and the bottom guard and i didn't bring the full bucket here and basically the principle is to pour water in this top bucket it goes down by gravity by weight of water doesn't use any electricity and then it goes through, it's pushed through this filter that I will explain to you in a second. And then it comes down in the bottom go bucket and this is then drinkable. You have a tap here. Mm. So this is the principle. So why is it safe to drink? So this is a very uh, hard, um, let's say stone is ceramic. You know, it's like, oh, I do always in my, in my, in my training. I love the people that when I do that <laughs> and, um, just hurt myself a bit and, um, you can't see, but, uh, there's 0.4 micron holes here, uh, very small, small holes, microscopic, you can't see them. But the water goes through here and that's why because it's so small bacteria and viruses can't go through mm. uh, and then there is a they're, they're basically too fat yeah so whatever comes in is free of virus and bacteria there's a double protection you have colloidal silver which is coated within the ceramic mm. so meaning that when the water touches it also kills the bacteria and the viruses so it's mm. basically to make sure uh that it's that they can't get in Mm. Uh, they can't really get in by size, but then when they touch, they already get killed. So it's it's a super, very simple system, but it really is very very um, um, let's say uh, efficient. Yeah. And uh, we sure we have tests. We are approved by WHO. Mm. Uh, we do laboratory tests, laboratory tests on, on water, and we're always uh, basically fit for human consumption. Yeah. So yeah. getting no bacteria and no viruses. And then the last thing is, uh, you can't really see it, but we could hear it here. There's some small stones inside, which are loose, black stones. It's called activated charcoal or carbon. Mm. carbon. And this is uh, basically uh, stopping um, the things you don't want in the water, like um, like pesticides, like chemicals. Mm. So then uh, it, whatever comes out here has no smell, no, wow. uh, no taste because what gives the smell or whatever it would be chemicals or like sulfur or whatever which stinks you know yeah uh so that is really magical and on top of it it i always say it takes out all the bad things but keeps some of the good some of the good meaning minerals yeah what are minerals uh, can be uh, calcium can be um salt sodium so that's why we can't really um uh, the only thing we can't really um uh, filter is seawater because there's mm. too much salt and it would block the pores. Yeah, but a little bit uh, brackish water that could work, but yeah. you still have a little bit of a uh, a salty taste. It's safe to drink. Uh, it's just that it's a mineral, so we take some out, but not all. And also, for instance, magnesium. So water coming from the earth, like most most of the water comes here from from wells, deep wells. Yeah, or from the mountain is perfect because it's actually healthier than what you buy because in what you buy is a different system it's reverse osmosis and it's very very little minerals left mm. so yeah so that's the the very simple system uh and and yeah just to give you an idea i mean the basic basic uh system would cost around 20 us dollars only you know like for one unit this included and mm. you, and the beauty of it you can use that little thing for three years yeah you don't need to change it after three years Wow. And to replace it, it costs nine US dollar, just that little thing. So it's very, very affordable. And that's why I, I started to, yeah, to work with this product. And it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. And for those who can't see it on audio only, it actually, it's only, a, a, uh, it's only in the size of like a light bulb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and because when I think of water filter the first time, I was like, oh, you know, that, that big machine that installed underneath like the, the sink. But it's actually portable. It's the size of a light bulb. It can yeah. carry it to anywhere. It can be installed 
and anywhere because it's, it's essentially you just need um uh two buckets, two buckets. yeah you put uh water in the first you install the water filter in between the two buckets yeah. you pour uh the great water in the first bucket and i saw the video like this literally looks like magic where like it, the water looks gray and brown and muddy and then what comes out from this filter is it's like pure clean water yeah there was a river water River that, water. that we that we showed yeah. in the video yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and what was so fascinating to me was like initially i thought you're like some engineer or something to be able to invent this thing but so you took an existing technology and then repackage it uh and i found because when people think of innovation they think of like new technology but you took an existing uh product and essentially make it accessible yeah. to uh un un unserved market yeah uh these people who are not able to afford this exactly. type of technology yeah. before and that's the whole thing that's where my added value start comes in you know it's just basically um bring it to the last mile what you call the last mile mm. because uh, for sure these people don't necessarily know about it and uh, so i also sell in the city i have my customers here uh, i have a few retailers uh, people who are a bit more educated and that's fine to understand they buy it there is a leaflet how to install it like a instructions for use yeah sometimes i have a few questions but that's easy yeah but my real passion and that and that's my my business side you know mm. but my real passion is like to bring into these uh, areas where they have not necessarily seen it where they don't know about it where, where it has the most impact yeah and the underserved market yeah and that's where you also that's why there's a lot of work in uh distributions and in explaining it's not long but it, yeah, it needs it's 15 minutes half an hour we also do the assembling together at the end to make yeah. everybody understand uh so that's where the whole um that, that that's where uh that's what my company social impact does and that's why i i, I chose that very simple concept and name of the k because it's in indonesia <laughs> we have dampak impact dampak yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, but basically uh, this is like really where my passion lies and yeah. what I want to continue to do because I can see that's really where we have the most impact. Yes. And now in the pandemic, uh, with the few filters that we have donated, like I mean, like the last year, over the last year, we've donated more than thousand mm. in Bali. Wow. Close to, yeah, 2,500 almost. Yeah. Uh, these uh, for my fundraising. Uh, there's a page also actually, so maybe we can mention it later. Yeah. But uh, I've um, it's a donorbox.org clean water for Bali. You can Google that, and you will find my uh, my fundraising page. If you want to donate, why not? We're still distributing. Mm. So, uh, but the point is that um, these people, I go back to the places where I have distributed. It's generally into you know kind of slums in the area mm. uh, where people who have like jobs who were in the tourism industry, where we're drivers, or where working hotels. They either don't have a job anymore on very reduced salaries because they work only a third of the time. Mm. Uh, it's uh, construction workers. This is the, the the communities that we really like focus on. Mm. And uh, they are so happy when I go back because, hey, wow, what's crazy? I, I don't have to like work. But mm. don't, it's, it's new for them, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and You're making water like, for free. For free. It's actually yeah. turning water yeah. into like this basic human right instead yeah. of something yeah. that people have to pay for or yeah. get some privilege to access exactly. and i like what you say it as what is your uh kind of added unit unique value that you added on top mm -hmm. of the existing technology because this is the type of market that um the typical enterprise or companies would not want to look into even putting effort into trying to serve because the amount of effort and dedication needed to go to all these places that are so inaccessible mm -hmm. you have to go buy food you have to go with like a like a truck and with like have contact with the villagers these are the type of things that people who don't have the right heart and values are willing to commit into and the other day i had this conversation uh, i'm currently fundraising and a potential investor asked me what differentiates you from other companies like how, what prevents them from replicating your product and then through a streams of consciousness, my answer was, honestly, technically they can, anyone can replicate the product, but what they can't copy is our values and our intention. Mm. The amount of heart that we put into this, because all of us collectively have this pure intention, want to help people, want to help people heal from their trauma, from the loneliness and the void that they're feeling today. And that translates into our company culture, mm -hmm. the little nuances of how we 
run our community, how we engage with our users, the little products that might not be noticeable, but make such a big difference in like people's safety and how people feel safe to be themselves. Yep. And I see that in what you do as well. Mm -hmm. um, the type of the, the groundwork, getting your, uh, doing all this, like rolling up your sleeves and doing all this dirty work, like going on site to yeah, meet yeah. the villagers yourselves. Train them, yeah. To train them. Yeah. These are on the product. Yeah. yeah this is because you come from this pure intention to, to surf, which yeah. I think not a lot of the for-profit or like purely corporate uh, type of environment has. And that is your... Well, that, that's also where the concept for me of a social enterprise is mm -hmm. and, and should be. And it, it's generally that uh, it's, it's basically a company whose product or services has an impact uh, socially, environmentally, yeah. um, and um, that where, 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 where shareholders also are happy to you know, leave the, the profit in, in the company and reinvest and it's not necessarily we have to, to distribute dividends you know mm. so this is uh, this is exactly uh, what I like about social enterprise and there's so many great people doing great stuff in the world and it's, mm. it, it, it's really really it's absolutely not mainstream yet but it has to become it and we have this conversations with a lot of fellow social entrepreneurs and there are forums or like next week will be the social enterprise world forum unfortunately this year it's online still because of the pandemic but i've met a lot two years ago it was in africa and ethiopia and i was able to go over and to meet so many great people uh, mm. from all over the world coming there and gathering and like-minded people um trying to make even this, uh, let's say, impact investment or impact capital more mainstream. Mm. Uh, like one of my friends uh, calls from uh, from Wall Street to the back streets, you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, that, that's a simple one. And uh, there are there are more and more uh, impact capital funds starting in the world. And mm. uh, that saying comes from one of these, uh, which is Singapore-based. And uh, I love what these people do. Have unlocked so much, so much capital um, mm. for this for this kind of companies like ours. And uh, yes, that's what that's really what is needed. And uh, that, yeah. uh, it's because there's so many issues like in the world, but also about, you know, climate change, uh, um, so many things that uh, new technologies can help tackle. We really need to to break and, and, and change reverse things you yeah. know, in many areas. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and more and more young people also with tech, they love, they love to contribute because they want to do so. They want to be more useful. You can see people in Bali uh, coming here and a few guys got stuck here with pandemic it has it's a new home but oh, oh, how can i help i see so much let's say uh underprivileged people or kind of poverty around how can i help so i have mm. a lot of uh, people asking me hey can i join in volunteers yeah so it, it's a good thing yeah it's it's a good thing and the world is in a difficult situation now it's in a maybe not um in a in, it's very strange what's all happening to, to us right now, but yeah. I think with the kind of work that we all collectively do as social entrepreneurs, it will can only get better. Yes, and um, I feel very hopeful of where we're headed to collectively. I think recently they did a research on Gen Z, and I think they're the maybe the first generation that actually specified they prefer working for a company that fulfills their purpose than making a lot of money. Exactly. So... It, it it I feel like this we're headed toward a very a positive and hopeful trend where people are looking for meaning and purpose and starting to move away from all the materialistic values. Yeah. And uh, there there's also research on because I think a lot of the um, resistance toward social enterprise was uh, oh you can't make money or you can't sustain yourself. But uh, they've done a research of like how when they when they look at the investment that was made through like different companies and companies with some social impact element in it, they actually made a return of two to three times more than companies without focus on social impact. Yeah. So it it is becoming like a, uh, it becomes sexy now. Yeah. yeah. Starting to. Well, it's, yeah. And it, and it has to, you know, um, the thing is that what, what, what you mentioned is right. You, you need to, uh, and that's also why I have also my, my business side, which can also like sustain my company mm. and I can decide because it's my own company, mm. uh, how to, where to put the profits and how to, you know, like sometimes like, like doing all these donations, this is more like nonprofit work because yeah. uh, I, I, when I, I, I give the filter kind of as cost, you know, for, for yeah. all these projects when I fundraise, uh, I just make sure I call my cost and that's it. 
uh, it's not a money-making mm. uh, enterprise, you know, for in, in that case. So it's my CSR department, let's say my, 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 uh, that, that kicks in and, and then, but the fact that I make money on the other side, like, uh, with the filters, the, the normal sales, uh, helps me to kind of finance this and to, to, to decide where to allocate my money, you know, mm. and, and uh, in the end of the day, the idea is not the money is to, you, you need the money to survive, but yeah. it's the, the impact you have. Yeah, so yeah. that's, that's the first thing where you need to look and where you can be more impactful. But for sure, you need to have a, a sustainable business model if you want people also to invest. Uh, you need to find a, a way to make money, and there's nothing wrong about it. You know? Yeah. Uh, and and it's just uh, it's just that the way you you make money, and then the way you distribute that money is mm. different than, than the conventional way, and it has more uh, it has more meaning. And actually, it's it's really really more powerful like this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the um, the general perception. Uh, of the two ends of the spectrum was, oh, if if, a, if I work for a company that makes a lot of money, then I will sacrifice the social impact. Or the, or the other end of the spectrum, if I focus on companies with social impact, then I can't make a lot of money. But the, the in-between exists, like what you're doing, you have the aspect where you're really focusing on the social impact. And while the products that you're selling are also actually contributing a lot to the social causes here. So you don't have to choose either or, it can be both. And it's sometimes very hard for people to understand grasp. And I have like uh, all these discussions, are you charity? Where are you? Are you? Mm. Um, no, I'm not a charity. I'm a, I'm a company, I'm a social enterprise, I'm a for-profit yeah. and I'm very uh, proud to be for-profit company because that's exactly we need to sustain yourself you know you yeah. need to sustain you while well, yourself as a person but then uh also the the companies to be able uh let's say to survive and to to reinvest but then i have this luxury where with that money that i because i don't have investors right now it's yeah. my own company um uh let's say to reinvest where i want to reinvest it and with experience i know where it has the, the more the, the most impact mm. so so that is a that is a that's the whole thing. And today in Bali, we have created a collective of uh, NGOs working together, Bali NGOs and associates. I'm also part of that, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, uh, even if I'm not technically an NGO, but because we did a lot of things together, you know, people gave food or wanted to help, like what you wonderfully did uh, uh, 10 days ago for your birthday, you know, and then but I bring the water side, so we go together, mm -hmm. it's great food and water, you know. Yeah. Uh, and about this, what is even more beautiful is that uh, after you've come, this is last for three years. So you can still continue, continue, and save money uh, uh, on the longer term. It's a sustainable product. Mm. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just like these things, which you, when you know you have this impact, and yeah, and uh, and then the best is when you you know when you save lives, you know, yeah. so, uh, for the kids, you know, because I've seen it after the face and love. So I did a whole talk on this. I got very emotional about it every time I talk about it. But I went once to a village. Uh, up the hills and uh, two young babies had died like they were one and a half and two years old because I said what happened yeah diarrhea diarrhea well they, they just were drinking uh, and clean water and the parents didn't have the access to to the, especially with the earthquake at that time it's complicated to to get uh, either to to get the water to boil it clean it and uh, but then we saved for hours you know that night in my hotel room was like I was like really they say I couldn't sleep for the whole night but I knew that at least maybe I was a bit too late I was like, shit but at least the four others who were sick, we save them. So, you know, like this is this thing, you have to look at the positive side. And uh, when you really see that, uh, I mean, like, uh, you, you like, you, then you feel, yeah, okay, it's, it's really meaningful what you do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Is that what keeps you going? Because yeah. doing what you're doing is not easy. It's tiring. It is, it's, yeah. you it raise like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not only that, you actually go on site to be with them and explain yeah. how it works yourself and in, in. yeah well that's a commitment you know uh that's it i mean uh there's not uh it's not an easy product for my target population especially mm. when we are in the on say on the on on in on nation donations and when we give them away for free but uh, it, that's a that's a prerequisite and uh i just uh you know we have to, i'm very uh accountable and how you say that um you know i mean uh I, I report to my donors. I, I do report. Mm. I, I send them uh, pictures, reports on where I've been, what kind of community we've served, and that's the, the minimum. I think it's a normal thing to do, but I want to make sure these things get used well and properly. So I know how this has to be done. So that's mm. that's, that's it. It's just a 
it's just my job and I, I love it you know and, yeah uh, it's, it's it's okay i mean yeah and what i gather is also that the big motivation is knowing that you're actually making a real impact and difference in someone's life you're actually saving lives yeah in this case is yeah when we when we, we we can't really quantify that but i've seen as i said in the lombok experience after earthquake i've witnessed it like mm -hmm. for real and then like you wow and and we know that that's that's my thing i want to push that number down of twenty eight thousand kids still dying every year uh, in this country mm -hmm. uh, from uh, waterborne diseases and this is a very simple technology that can prevent it but the people who are generally faced to this are uh, faced with these issues don't necessarily know about it that's our job to bring them there yeah would you say you're naturally more empathetic and in touch with your heart in terms of uh wanting to care for others than a general people because i mean people see this type of stats almost every day you know number of people dying but then it becomes just like another statistics yeah, exactly, they yeah. they don't act but for you, you're so driven to constantly raise the bar, to constantly scale your impact. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, yes, for sure. I mean, uh, what, if not, why would I do this, you know? Yeah. But um, it, it's funny because uh, I've been also raised like in a very, uh, how can I say, cerebral and like thinking way. And yeah. sometimes it's hard for me to access, even my, as a person, <laughs> to access my own heart and it's important because mm. if you do all this work, you need to feel good. You know, sometimes yeah. uh, uh, if you're doing too much and you get out of balance and you not can't help others. So you need to feel good first yourself. Yeah. Um, yes. And I developed that over the years and uh, I have seen so many situations and so many things where, yeah, difficult situations. But uh, I mean, I, I, I think like, I, I know I can alleviate a bit of this, so this is just mm. a privilege, you know. And I think it's, it's a privilege, and at the same time, it's, for me, it's a, it's a duty because I've learned mm. how to approach these people. I speak the language here, you know. Uh, I know I know how to organize this. I have uh, sometimes people helping me, volunteers, this, that, someone coming to film or whatever. So I have to organize my little team, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that is also I've learned all this through my corporate experience. So it's all uh, it's all good because I wouldn't be maybe able to do all this and have this um let's say this energy still uh mm. if i hadn't been through let's say my life and my my, my corporate years so yeah. because i i was on very high tempos on very high you know like on very long working hours and with a lot of pressure so this helped me today uh, in a, mm. for, for me to be able to 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 still uh um be one be motivated and keep that energy this energy yeah. levels yeah um I like that because it shows how there's like nothing wasted in our lives because some people might say or ask like, ah, I wish that I would have done this sooner in my life. And, but for, you know, for you, all these experiences that are accumulated yeah. in your corporate life, it came to fruition in what you're doing yeah. now. I always and, think there's no, exactly, there's no, uh, there's no coincidence, you yes. know. Uh, and especially when I did that change because I was already, I was already 40, I think, when I decided to leave corporate. Uh, it's not old, but when I came to Singapore and for a couple of months and then here and, and see all these young tech entrepreneurs, like, wow, it's a different world. It goes much faster. And mm -hmm. and they already do their own stuff. They only, they've never really worked in a corporate setting or maybe one or two years or like like you, a couple of years. So it's like, ah, I didn't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm super happy about what I did yeah, because I know there's a lot of things and the drive I've got and a lot of things I've learned. Mm. I wouldn't have been as, let's say, it's not about efficient, but I wouldn't have been as impactful or, uh, yeah, uh, mm. in what I'm doing today. The way I, I run my, my company, uh, the way I don't put too much pressure on myself about I, I want results, but mm. not, you know, like sometimes it's you go to this, um, um you know you have seminars you have things about getting better results and and improving your life and improving the way in your work or whatever I, i've learned that i'm not saying i want i'm always want to learn there's a lot of new things to learn but i have this that's the, the freedom that's the, the main mm. thing i have the freedom to choose how to do it and i think at my pace and my rhythm and i think it's mm. still very impactful you know yeah so that is where i'm very very happy actually you're right and but sometimes I'm like, oh yeah I always young they're super smart. Yeah. I had to wait twenty years because in my sorry, in my age at that time, my twenties, well, we just started to have mobile phones. We just yeah, started yeah, to yeah, have yeah. internet when I was twenty. Yes. 
uh, and uh, I think yeah, in my first job, I got my first mobile phone. It was just the first time, and uh, yeah. I was twenty five or so. And it was just come out on the market. So technology has accelerated a lot of things. Mm. But I'm also happy how I, I was a little bit in that other world before because you, I, I mean, I learned a lot there. Yeah, and, yeah. and I and I was not at that time all all my time before. Yeah. Like I'm now. I'm trying to still avoid and put you know breaks and stuff, but it's so hard because this thing is like a drug. Mm -hmm. So uh, like you know, like we all have our our mobile devices. But yeah, no. I'm, yeah. I'm very very happy that I I did what I had before because I think it wouldn't it wouldn't have been same. Yes, yes. I think everyone goes through their own time and rhythm to yeah. get to where they need to be. Yeah. Like, and it's so easy to compare ourselves with those who are like younger and more successful and wish like, oh, like I wish I did it and did that. But like, no, everyone goes through their own process yeah. and our unique experience and journey brings us that unique gifts and connection and talents to do to be doing what we're doing today yeah so it's a natural thing to compare yourself but yeah. the worst thing to do i mean it's very human but i've learned over the years there is um there's nothing worse because it destroys your self-worth it destroys your uh your ability to move to do things and uh what what you need to do more is like to uh just to to, to really do an instant and that's my advice yeah, yeah. doing introspection about mm. yourself and see okay what i'm good at what do i want to do what drives me and just i know it's not always hard these questions are, 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 are profound and some people don't find the answers but yeah. if you really take the time and let's say really focuses on that you will find these answers when you start and then you're just free of that you know like oh, oh i need to be better than him or oh, he has a he's a better he has a nicer house than me or he has a better yeah. villa or you know stuff like that so because then you know what your path is and you try to follow that one and then not mm. get distracted by it easily said yeah but yeah. it's uh it's true i mean i've learned that a long way and especially in this area of uh sorry in uh, in this era and also uh, in, in a beautiful island like bali where well it's been a bit crazy rampant development before covid hit uh, maybe it's, a, it's also a good thing for bali because we cannot just sustain on tourism but i've seen so many people um investing money building stuff villas mm. renting out airbnb blah blah <laughs> just the money world you know yeah what about the environment what about the water crisis in bali what about uh you know like uh all these unsustainable issues which we'll have so uh in in the future uh and this is maybe for that COVID is maybe a good thing if, if only one good thing could be we can mm. mention about COVID uh here so um and i have not invested in here i mean i'm not interested you know i had a few investments before in property in our country so it's okay i don't need i i, I mean i mean that's me but i feel sometimes weird oh i'm i'm one of his foreigners who hasn't invested here <laughs> he hasn't bought <laughs> right. a, a, a long-term lease uh, like a, uh, hasn't uh, taken a lease for 25 or 30 years yeah you know it's like no but again going back to someone what do you yeah. what are your values you yes. know and I, I don't need it and i'm yeah. fine you know yeah it's so easy to get like tempted by what the media portrays or like what our yeah. social circle is the lifestyle that they have and we're like oh i don't have that do i need to have that but really do i really want it like you said really coming back to yourself um and one thing that you mentioned that really gives me a lot of joy and hope was how you mentioned that you grew up in a family that was pretty kind of intellectual, that you're more in touch with your mind, but eventually you got more and more in touch with your heart and your empathy. Yeah. And I found myself in the similar journey where in the past I used to be a very egocentric person. I never thought of volunteering or donating or like, like bigger, something bigger than myself. But, mm -hmm. um, and then for you, it, for me, like, you know, going through a lot of transformative experiences and like knowing that there's nothing that gives me more joy and fulfillment than helping others. Yeah. I saw it the other day. <laughs> I can tell you, I got that feeling just from the first time we were on the phone. Hey, you got to help. That's great. And, uh, and yeah, it's true. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can see that you can see the authenticity. I can feel that mm -hmm. uh, because I also work in this arena of uh let's say health development uh uh so you you, you can see the people who are, have agendas who <laughs> come you know like for mm. like that's not being seen but like okay i've done any money i'm doing that just to have a name or being 
tagged or whatever, you know. Mm. So yeah, fortune still exists, but at least well, whatever. I mean, it's it's okay. They still help, uh, but then <laughs> in the end of the day, it's you know that's what you say. Yeah. It's uh, to be closer to your heart and just be more authentic um, yeah. in, in 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 what you do. Um, yeah. So yeah. it takes time. It, you you need to build that. Uh, as I said, yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I still have a lot of work and a lot to learn at, at this level. Mm. And now I do a lot of different stuff like meditation, like uh, yeah. Qigong and, and all sort of stuff to get closer to that. And um, but, but still, it's not a mm. natural, you know, mm. you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, uh, and, and but then you and, and, and the benefits, uh, like you don't feel them always immediately. So you need to be patient, you know, and that's yeah. the important thing. But uh, just breathing and just breathing and yeah. taking your breath is, is, is enough and you can sometimes just fully refocus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I think the moment reset. Yes. And then the moment you have exposure to this, like how good it feels to to be in service for others, to be part of like a bigger collective, like you see a difference. You see life, dif at least for me, I'm sure it's yeah. for you as well. You see life differently and then you, you feel more drawn and drawn to to here to coming back to yeah. to this heart because you know how good it feels and you start to i started to dissociate from all this pleasures that i thought i would get from all the materialistic <laughs> pleasures and validations and i think similar for you the more that you do this the more that you want to do this because how good it feels for you and how yeah. good it feels to be uh, of service and of value yeah. to everyone else yeah, yeah, yeah if you were to let people walk away with one thing from your long and inspiring life journey, what would that be? Oh my God, that's <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just would say that um, uh, I think everything is a process in general in life, and if you if you're not happy about something or if you feel there's a change needs to be, try to really identify uh, what you want and where you would like to go in, in the mm. ideal world, and like really write it down. Try to envision it. Uh, like if you are ready and you already achieved that that goal or, or whatever it is or your new life mm -hmm. and trying to yeah to, to see yourself there for a couple of time you know like really envision it meditate on it and something will come maybe it's hard at the beginning but at some point something will come out and, mm -hmm. and then the universe will push you to the right people the right direction to I think to to, to get that but just overcome your your fears you know that little voice into it yeah this is like i mean still for me right now sometimes i'm like you know i really need to shut that thing down <laughs> um but it's it's important to to believe in yourself and mm. um, we're all humans we all have uh, capacities i think we use only 20 percent of our brain capacities uh there's so much more than mm. that, that 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 you can do and as long as you believe in yourself and there's nothing also about aging or whatever um you know like uh the like brain memory everything when you get older it's all about um uh, starting to forget things it's because you don't train your brain if you think that you will not forget if you think you just send a message to your brain i'm gonna just practice with my brain and remember things trying to exercise with it mm. it will stay longer and better so this is the same thing you know mm. i think this is scientifically proven i was just reading a book on that uh, by deepak chopra deepak chopra um uh, it's called super brain so uh yeah it, it's very it's very important and it's all coming back to the same thing uh, uh trying to learn now there's so many things you can learn online you can see and if you have a passion something try to deepen a bit of your knowledge on it talk to people in the area Mm. and then see if that's the thing for you yeah and why what i took away from your story is how it's never too late or even too early yeah. to make any changes in your life i mean you you made yeah. that jump when you're in like 40s yeah, when you're 40 it was just 40 and and you completely revamp your life you founded a new product whether you're not an engineer it's just really inspiring to hear how you just make this jump and then you made it work and you believed in yourself and that's the beautiful reminder and a key quality that you need to have in entrepreneurship or anything that you do in life which is the trust in your own ability and capacity and that yeah. the universe is in support of doing what you're meant to yeah. do yeah. and the thing is also about like empathy like how 
I affirm how we all, I genuinely believe that we all, we're all born as a caring and loving human being so yeah. that the society that we live in with all the different conditioning and all the things that kind of dilute our pure values as human being to care for one another. That is what causes so much like this suffering and separation in the world. Yeah. And it's not about when we do all this, um, self-development it's not about evolving into something new or better it's, for me it's about coming home to who we already are on the inside the genuine loving and caring person uh that really believes in um love and and how how we're all connected and to care for one another so your story yeah. reminds me a lot of a lot of that lesson and that's why i wanted to say on that i want to thank you for for uh for having me on your podcast as the first thing but also what you're doing and i just got to know about it is like uh, with uh, the people uh, relating um, uh, warm, warm space, warm space yeah. yeah so this is so important uh, because uh, yeah some people don't necessarily have the tools who don't know how to and I think yeah what you will bring is something magical also <laughs> and will help humanity and that's important no no but it's very yeah. very important um, again I mean and you will bring you know like the vibrations the part frequencies mm. to this and, and to that the common goal going back with love and uh, yeah just try to it's always to yeah choose love and not fear you know yeah. but our society and especially today in the conditions we live and all these divisions who are created uh with the COVID situation between families people you know mm. between pro and anti-vax whatever it is it's very sad yeah but it's it's not easy because we're all in the middle of it but like trying to be above that and trying you know mm. like to not not accept it just just, mm. just just not talk about it and do something else and 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 work on your own process on your own journey and and continue what you're doing you know mm. um as much as you can given given the circumstances which are around you yeah thank you so thank you for seeing what i'm doing <laughs> um is there any call to action you want to leave to the audience i'll make sure to put uh, all your websites and social media accounts on the, in the description but any shout out that you want to make um like maybe like just like the you know like people uh just i mean i'm, I'm self fundraising you know for mm. like for the people in bali for the water filters so uh uh if you feel inspired by it and you want to uh contribute i mean it's just 20 dollars for one filter one, mm. fam one family uh so five people that means here we'll give clean water to a family of five people for three years so uh yeah so that's uh that's on my website, www.social-impactwithak.com. Mm. But I also have a specific fundraising page, uh, uh, donorbox.org, uh, 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 clean water for Bali. Mm. So I'll make sure to add all the descriptions. Uh, yeah. all the, I'll make sure to add all the links in the description. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just $20 and you could change the lives of five people. And yeah. this is the beauty of, uh, not beauty, but like the thing about being in Southeast Asia, uh, it could make such a big difference with very little yeah. uh, contribution uh, monetarily. So make sure to check out the donation page uh, and make your contribution to save lives, provide clean access to water. Um, and I just want to thank you again, Jaron, for being on this show and for doing what you're doing. The world just needs more people like you who are more, who are really in thank touch you. with their heart and use your skills and your what you're really good at to really be in service for humanity. So just thank you for doing what you're doing. Well, thank you also for having me on the show, Edric. It was really a pleasure.